When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we get into today's show, just want to promote the fact that Son of Chelsea has been nominated as a finalist in this year's Football Content Awards taking place at Anfield this November. We have been nominated in the Best Premier League Club Content Creator category and you can vote for Son of Chelsea by two ways. Go to footballcontentawards.com slash voting. Scroll down to the correct category, use the drop down menu and you can vote for Son of Chelsea there. Or you can go to the Football Content Awards official Instagram page, find the category post and tag at Son of Chelsea below and that also counts as a vote towards us. Thank you for all the support on the channel. It's really humbling and the continued support on the content and the interactions, it's really appreciated. This feels like the culmination of a lot of work. If you can share this, if you can vote, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Charles back here again. It's at a time answering your questions that you kindly submitted for the show today on X at Son of Chelsea and also via my community page on the YouTube channel. So we're doing at a time a day later this week because it was a rare situation where Chelsea played on a Monday night, obviously last night against Fulham. If you haven't seen my review, please go and check it out. The live stream, lots of fun, obviously breaking down a Chelsea win with lots of enjoyable parts to it. So go and check that out if you haven't already. Uh, make sure to vote for some Chelsea in the Football Content Awards. Hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, all of that good stuff. But let's get into your questions. Firstly here from GD, who asks, Now that Palmer is a must-start and Gallagher is playing in the 10, does that mean Raheem Sterling is getting phased out now? I wouldn't go as strong as saying phased out because Raheem Sterling is still a very talented player and given what Poch was doing in the first few weeks of the season, I, I still think he will lean on Sterling at points. Sterling was playing brilliantly for a few weeks, but I, I guess the one concern I'd have about Sterling's form is that if you remember, we, we saw him start very strongly his Chelsea career last season under Thomas Tuchel and then things kind of dived a bit. Can that be different this season? Can Sterling get back up to the level we saw in the opening weeks of the season that made him Chelsea's most influential player? And I think it's exciting to see that competition. I'd like to think that Raheem Sterling will respond well to being left out the starting eleven last night. Uh, and I also think it's just a, a circumstance of Mikhail Midrick's been playing well. Cole Palmer's been playing well. You want to play those players, right? And Conor Gallagher's been playing well. So I think that's why I think it's based on form. Whether he's being phased out, I think is a little bit extreme in my opinion. But we will see how it all plays out because it's very hard to make an argument to take any of those players out after last night's performance. Andy asks, why do the officials allow common assault on Chelsea players? So obviously referring to the Vinicius, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. Punch, attack assault on as you say assault on Thiago Silva in that second half that apparently VAR checked but nothing was done this has obviously been all of the talk over the past few days after the Liverpool game against Spurs the Luis Diaz um, offside that wasn't offside that even on first replay clearly wasn't offside and the farcical nature of Premier League officiating, the responsibility that falls squarely at the door of the PGMOL and how these incompetent decisions continue to be made. 
I I've said a lot about this, and it's it's it says a lot about my um, disdain. Sounds really strong, but I think given how long this has been going on and and the lack of proper accountability and officiating standards being anywhere close to what you deem elite in this country. Uh, I, I think that it says a lot that I was even defending Liverpool against some of the arguments or like reactions to their statement that was claiming that Liverpool were suggesting that they wanted the game to be replayed. They never suggested that in their statement. But it's nice to see that there is a sense of um, unity or just like a strong reaction against this incompetence. And last night, like there's a lot of straw manning of this argument from people defending officials that no one wants to accept the reality of human error in in high pressured situ- pressurized situations like everyone wants all the games replayed again it's a straw man argument i we can allow for human error everyone makes errors that's not i don't expect officials to be perfect but i don't expect officials to be consistently incompetent and make decisions so tragically bad it's very hard to rationalize in your head how they've come to that decision when a player runs up to another and literally goes like that on the back of his head if that isn't violent conduct and the the solution or the 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 assessment from the var box or whatever the var room that that requires not a red card not serious punishment that's not an interpretation that's not like a 50 50 that could go either way that's not a challenge that's not a really close one and okay maybe on one day that could be deemed a red card on another day it might not be deemed a red card we are talking about wide margins of error here like we're talking about seriously bad officiating calls that are costing teams and it's just something needs to be done and it's not I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't buy the argument that just scrapping VAR solves all of our problems because you still have a set of officials that, in my opinion, are simply not good enough. How you solve that is also a very difficult problem. I did like the suggestion that Jamie Carragher made um, post Fulham. I, I think it was, he either said it on Monday Night Football before the game or after the game, but I saw a clip of him saying that why can't we draft in officials from elsewhere if you say you know Saudi apparently wanting to buy everyone and buy our officials you know I think quite a lot of us would be quite happy to see some of those officials leave the Premier League why can't we do it to to draft in some of the best officials I don't think that's a radical idea I really don't because it's gotten to such a bad point that some improvement or some something has to be done just gaslighting and putting your fingers in in your ears and just pretending that there isn't any issue i just don't think is a solution anymore there needs to be a solution it needs to be rational it needs to involve officials and a level of of clarity and also um compromise obviously that makes officials and makes officiating in the long term a much more um, desirable sort of career path for people because I understand especially at the grassroots level that isn't the case and the abuse that they have that they receive and, and almost it seems like they have to receive to even get to a decent level that's just horrible obviously what is our best 11 including injuries this is from at dream erog so I've written down a a team uh, but there are a few that I'm kind of like best 11 are we talking just purely that this is quite subjective because it's going to be on personal preference it's going to be on form if you're taking form into account are you taking 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Potential high ceilings of a player, it, all of this stuff. But I've gone for the, this could even be a 4 3 one I think this is a 4 3 one personally. Robert Sanchez in goal, a back four of Reese James, Wesley Fofana, Levi Colwell, Ben Chirwell. Midfield two, Enzo Fernandez, Moises Casado, the three behind the striker, Cole Palmer, Christopher Nkunku, and uh, Mikhailan Mudrik or Raheem Sterling on the left. I think that is still going to be a battle, but I know a lot of people right now and pretty much since the, the summer have, have favoured Mikhailan Mudrik. And when you see what he did last night, it's understandable. Nicholas Jackson is obviously, I, I, I've complimented him a lot so far this season. So I'm quite excited when I put this list down that it wasn't like obvious and there were actually some real battles within there that I think we're going to see play out in the upcoming month. So that's that's as close to the best eleven including the injured players that, that I could put together. Let me know yours in the comments below because I'll be interested to see how, how it varies. Lewis asks, where do you think we'll finish this season realistically? So Chelsea, because of the drop points already, you know, you you give yourselves more work to do, basically. You know, Chelsea have to now go on a run, an unbeaten run, where we are picking up wins in games where you'd expect us to, uh, which is a lot, right, for, for a team who have already shown some frailties. But... Um, I still think top six has to be the aim. Like the, the, For me, it has to simply be top six with the investment that we have made, with the coach we have, with no European football. I think that in itself, actually, rather than right now showing its head like uh, of that benefit, it probably actually will come into effect, I hope, when we have a lot of the injured players back, is in the second half of the season, in that kind of January, February time where you've come out the intense winter period, and sure, some teams might not still be in Europe, European competition, but the knockouts will begin and you've got cup competitions within there and, and the, the stress levels on games and the importance of games, of course, ramps up each week. So I think actually it'll be that part of the season and, and the time that Poch has to work with his team. So I'm still going to say fifth or sixth, but I, I do believe Chelsea can get Champions League football. And I know some people will roll their eyes and, and think that's just being overly optimistic. I I do think with what I've seen so far this, te- this season, there is reason to believe that if this Chelsea team is is more consistent in front of goal they could be very very dangerous um, and and put together quite a nice run but but you know theorizing that and doing that is is of course uh, the big question and um, we've we've had small evidence of that happening this season luckily it was last night so we feel good right now but before then it didn't feel as good and finally, Dennis asks, even though he had a good performance yesterday, why do you think Pochettino persists with playing Levi Colwell as a left back? It is something that has confused me. I guess the justification you could have had last night was that Malagosto was suspended, Ben Sherwell was injured, but you do have Ian Matson. but then do you keep Ian Matson on the bench? I did an Instagram live before the game where I said, are you keeping Ian on the bench because you don't want to have both Kukurea and Ian Matson on the pitch? And if one of them goes down injured, you know, you're really in trouble, especially for the Burnley game in terms of fullbacks. But we did see, you know, Poch was proven right by Levi Cole's performance last night. I mean, it was a left-back, a top-class left-back performance, best demonstrated by the first goal. I mean, that run down the flank, the, the ball into the box was what you'd expect a bottom full-back to produce. And his ability 
on his left foot and, and he's an amazing athlete to technically on the ball his ability to to find passes precisely into the feet of of Mikhailo Mudrik I think that's quite an exciting combination that we saw last night and others too makes him a player that can obviously have danger on the left not just as a centre-back but also a left-back so I still think it is in some ways to protect Thiago Silva I, I still think that is a large reason for it um having really really mobile or at least especially on his left Thiago have a mobile player next to him but then also it it may also be a case of looking at the situation and going I want to get Levi minutes this season and him sitting on the bench consistently if we played an actual left back there if he was to say favor Thiago Silva is probably not good for him so he is playing week in week out at the moment and probably if you're being optimistic about it and even in the long term I'd like to see a natural left back play there does it make Levi Colwell a more rounded footballer? And hopefully it does. So he comes out of this situation actually with more appreciation for another role, what that role requires, because where he plays in a defence, he's going to be more likely, you know, linking with that left back. So I, I think that's important too, and the potential skills that that's going to bring to his game as a young player already with tons of potential. So that is it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch or listen to it. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on the podcast feed, thank you so much for tuning in. Please do give us five stars, share it with friends. That's what you have to do. Get more Chelsea fans involved in the Son of Chelsea community. And I will see you again very soon. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.